So some people from our church went to this really cool conference. And this morning, the pastor's son, Hunter, told me that he, that his dad, which is our pastor. Hunter's the pastor's son? No. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> no. The pastor's son, Dylan, nobody else knows who that is. That's true. Uh, said that Pastor Chris saw one of his, like, I don't know, celebrity pastors or whatever. And apparently he was, what, laying in the floor charging his phone? Yes. Which I can't believe he was laying in the floor because, PC, <laughs> if you're listening to this, do you know how many germs are oh, on Lord, the ground? Oh, don't tell him that. He's going to be freaking out forever now. <laughs> oh, man. So, um, but it was, who was it that he no, It was John Piper. Yeah. And then he came up and said hello, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. And so would you say that he piped in? Welcome to the Altered Podcast, where we honor God and the things he does. With your hosts, Hunter, Jessica, Finn, and Dina. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there you go. I don't feel like we've recorded in a while. We really haven't. It's it's been a while. Well, and then we had all those issues with the podcast caster, the the little gray box that we record into, whatever it is called. I re- I just remember how much I don't like it anymore. No, I'm just kidding. You know what else is nice? Okay, about do you right remember? You know what? We're not super tired because it's not super late. What? Um, there was a poll that I didn't do, but there was like 89% of our listeners said that Hunter is still grumpy. Oh, you didn't do a poll. So I don't know how that statistic goes. Did you know that 78% of statistics are made up right there on the spot? Yeah, well, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it right now. So welcome to the Altar Podcast where we honor God and the things that he has and will continue to do. Praise the Lord. <laughs> I, about choked, I about choked on the water that was still in my mouth. Uh, we're having a good time, ladies. I man. hate this thing. <laughs> so, okay. So, Benjamin. Yo. What are we talking about today? We are talking about the Exodus. Particularly, we're talking about God and who he is, and we have to understand who God is before we can understand a whole lot of other things. So, we're going to be looking at Exodus, Exodus chapter 3, uh, and it's going to be real are, good. Oh. What? Are we still going to talk about what God did in our lives? We are. We're, we're just not, giving we're them a little intro there, after the That's intro. There's no intro. actual, like thing in front of me to know what we're doing you so. just you know what you just hang on for the ride okay <laughs> <laughs> hang on ladies and gentlemen please. please keep your hands and feet inside this vehicle at all times yep. the Altered podcast does not have insurance <laughs> so um yeah so we're going to really just dive in uh john piper taught at the first lesson of the uh first keynote speaker of the conference what conference did you go to the gospel coalition okay where cool. was it at indianapolis oh nice yeah. What state is that? Huh? Indiana. Yay. Dana's home state. That dumb state where you see soybeans on one side and corn on the other. Yep. That's what? pretty much it. You going to tell me I'm wrong? <laughs> that was a really corny joke. <laughs> it wasn't a joke. It was fast. <laughs> it was soy corn. <laughs> oh, that was bad. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Ben. Uh, shut up. <laughs> okay. So... But we, we, gosh, I swear. But, so we got there, and, and John Piper starts off the Exodus uh, story, and then he really just dives into understanding God and the name of God and all these other things, which I thought would be cool to 
talk about today. But before we do all that, Ben, what has God done for you this week and all these other weeks that we haven't been recording? Oh, man. Okay, so this week. Um, <clears throat> okay, so I won't lie. I've been kind of going through not like a lot of spiritual rut, but like a little spiritual rut. Um, I don't know. It's just been one of those weird kind of things where, um, to be honest, there, so there are scripture passages about this where it talks about do not um, love the world, basically. And, you know, like it talks about the love of money is the root of all evil, not money itself, but like the love of money. And, you know, you could put it together to basically say the love of the world is is kind of the source of a lot of issues in the Christian life. Um, and so that's what was happening. It's not like I was in like blatant open sin, you know, like I wasn't cheating on Dina. I wasn't murdering babies. Like I wasn't doing oh, anything. Thank stuff. the Lord. Um, it was just one of those things. I know, right? Um, it was just one of those things where like I was just in a spiritual rut and like I was in like just one of those places where um, I don't know, like the, the things that I enjoy were kind of taking over, like my hobbies were kind of taking over my spiritual time. And instead of like reading the Bible, I was watching like shooting videos because like I kind of <laughs> want to do some competition shooting. Like, I don't know. Anyway. Um, I'm glad you clarified that for just a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, like I kind of, I don't know, I've always, like I used to, I've shot competition before and I kind of want to do it again. Um, it's just a, it's a fun sport for me. But anyway, um, so like, it's just like stuff like that. Like I've been watching like shooting videos and I've been thinking like, oh, you know, like I'd like to set up like, like a competition rig and, you know, just uh, um, like Dina's principal, he does competition shooting and like it just, I don't know, it just kind of got me thinking about some of that stuff. Well, anyway, the point is, um, I just, I started falling in love with the world and neglecting the spirit, like the spiritual things that I should be doing, especially as a pastor, but you know, just in general, neglecting the basic spiritual principles that we talk about on here all the time. And so I really felt strongly during, um, the times that I would pray, um, even though they were kind of few and far between there for a little bit, but like, I just felt really strongly one day I was like, Lord, I, I want, I want to get back to me and you being close again. And I just really felt strongly like I should read first Corinthians. So dude, I opened up first Corinthians and like, it is a hundred percent, not a hundred percent, but I mean, it's like, so like what I'm going through, like all throughout the whole thing. So, um, man, I just, I'm like reading and it's like, oh, well that, that the Lord's speaking to me right there. And oh man, God's speaking to me right there. And, um, I don't know. It was just, it was just cool how God took his word, um, written in a completely different time period than I am, um, written for completely different purposes than what's specifically going on in my life and yet it speaks to me so much and so that's what God did for me he he's been bringing me back and kind of restoring me and um you know that so today actually it was funny um part of my prep and like stuff like that or part of that was uh I was praying Lord would you restore to me the joy of my salvation which is Psalm 56 and uh I used it today in the sermon I preached at church so anyway it's just good like God he just does cool stuff all the time like that. And that was what he did for me this week was when I was praying, I just, you know, the Lord really spoke to me through his word. So, And yesterday you kind of had a moment where like you were kind of frazzled and he said some of the sweetest words ever. He said, <laughs> you want to go to Hobby Lobby so I can de-stress? <laughs> I did say those words. <laughs> I actually did. And we walked around the whole store and he was happy the whole time. I did. I don't he even know. tried to buy some stuff and I was like, no, we're saving money. Yeah. Like I, we, we finished, we finished church staff meeting 
And like, I don't know, like it was just, just wasn't mentally in the right spot. Yeah. And like, there was just so much information and I just needed to do something else. You know what I mean? Like I didn't need to go back and like, like do something that was like super like brain heavy and stuff. I needed to just walk and not think, you know, man. So we went to Hobby Lobby and I knew that like they'd have Christmas stuff. And the thing was, I knew Dina would just be overjoyed. And I'm one of those people that like, I, when somebody has the feelings, I feel their feelings. I am a, what's that called? Um, a sponge. <laughs> no, it's no, there's kidding. a word for it. Um, I'm an empath. Yeah. I, I, I empathize with people no matter their situation. And so when somebody's super down, man, I'm super down with them. When somebody is super excited, I'm super excited with them. So I knew that if we went to Hobby Lobby, Dina would be bouncing around and happy and like, and I was just like, you know, like I could use that. And so we went. And man, we looked at Christmas stuff and we looked at crafting stuff and sure enough, Dina was bouncing around and happy and uh, it just, man, it just made all the difference in the world. So it's cool. Wow. Dina, is that what God has done for you this week? That was one of the things. <laughs> the yes, Lord was, took us to Hobby Lobby. I, I, I didn't know if he could say that again and, and he did. So I'm really excited for future <laughs> staff meetings. Dina's like, I'm really happy with what God's doing in our life. <laughs> 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 out of 10 would recommend but um yeah and uh so we're on fall break right now as this is recording praise jesus and i, I am not gonna lie i have been so ready for a short little break um even though we still have Kai Alpha this week and stuff, but we're going somewhere later in the week but it's just been so nice to like just know that there's this small break so nice <laughs> Now, in fairness, we will be working on this trip, but... Well, at the end of it, yeah. Yeah, conference at the end. But we're going to take a couple of days before the conference, and we're going to go and just enjoy being in where we're going, so... Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, so obviously we went to the Gospel Coalition, and so... And you're alive. Yay! Yeah, you can't go to that with that many Reformed people and expect to die. Uh, so no uh, or can you because it was predestined anyway well you know Jesus is the ultimate deadlifter <laughs> gosh I hate her jokes <laughs> oh, sorry Hunter you should you should tell us the rest of what you <laughs> I can't remember what it is no okay but you go and you just see because uh, we're not I'm not necessarily in the reformed community because I don't go to a reformed church and all these other things so it's just <clears throat> uh, nice to see what um, is developing there and see that a lot of young people are there uh, actively worshiping, actively seeking God, which is really nice because the last time I went was a lot of old people and um, things like that. And but, now you are the old people. Yeah, I know. 25 hit me rough. <laughs> and <clears throat> But no, it's just nice to see the development that is taking place and that uh, God seems to be moving um, on their behalf and they're actively seeking worship, um, which is pretty cool. And all that cool stuff. Don't say something smart because you're going to, and it's going to be dumb. <laughs> it's an oxymoron. Don't say something smart because it's going to be dumb. Yeah. Maybe, maybe the spirit will break out and move. And uh, you know, I was nope, not going there. Actually, Chris was laying in the floor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was. He was. He, and maybe that's why John uh, Piper was like, "Get up, man." <laughs> no. uh, good. Anyway. Uh, anyway. 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 <laughs> no, I have so many things that like, can be smart eloquently said, but I'm not going to. Uh, I'm not going to. Thank but you for a break. Making choices. Where we are at 
is uh, Exodus chapter three. And Ben's going to throw in the little um, the thing that I do best backstory, which is nerdy historical yeah. context. Uh, but here, when we dive into this to read in the scripture, we're already at the burning bush. We're already there, um, and we're going to be talking about the small tidbit of conversation that. Moses and God is having, um, and how it just sets up the tone for really the rest of uh, humankind. And we still feel the impacts of what is being said here today, sitting around this table. And for you listening in the car, um, you still will feel and, and learn and develop from what God is saying here. So, yep, Ben, get it. So, book of Exodus, second book of the Bible. It's awesome. Um, what we've seen in Genesis is that God creates the world. He creates mankind. He establishes <clears throat> Jewish people. He's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. There's all that stuff, right? Jacob has some sons, and one of them is named Joseph. And Joseph is sold into slavery, into Egypt. He becomes the number two in command. Um, it's at the end of the book of Genesis. And when that happens, there's this big uh, famine. And so... Joseph's family comes down to buy grain, all that stuff. They find out Joseph is the same guy, um, this the second in command in Egypt under Pharaoh. And so uh, the the beginning of the Jewish people starts there. Um, well, I mean, it started before there. But anyway, <laughs> uh, the 12 tribes start there. And so they all move down to Egypt during this famine time. And so what you see is that that Joseph dies, but the Jewish people keep growing and growing because God has blessed them. And so... The 12 tribes have become so large that the Egyptians see that and are like, if we keep letting these people go unchecked, they're going to take us over. They're going to get to the point where they're so big that we can't do anything with them. And so they enslave them. Um, and so Exodus is the story of the people of God who have been enslaved by Egypt. Um, and so... We see Moses that is introduced now. God's going to deliver his people, and he's going to use this man named Moses to do it. Moses, <clears throat> um, we can go into his backstory, but we won't. Um, what we need to know is he he was raised an Egyptian. Um, he is out one day, and he sees an Egyptian who is abusing um, some Israelites. He kills the Egyptian, finds out that everybody knows, including Pharaoh, and now Pharaoh's looking to kill Moses. And so Moses goes on the run. He becomes a shepherd, and when he's a shepherd now, he's been raising some sheep, and he's been doing some stuff, and while he's out in the field one day, he sees this burning bush, but the bush is not consumed, and that's where we enter this story. Moses is going to walk up to this burning bush, and Hunter, what happens? <clears throat> he dies. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Just kidding. He so story before we jump into Before we jump into all this, hot dogs. <laughs> before we jump into all this, uh, I will probably post the John Piper Piper sermon that this is. Uh, oh, can you watch the reference to? Yeah, so they they post the the keynotes in full at a later date. You can watch oh. them live on their website, but oh, cool. so they'll but they'll post them like to YouTube later. Mm. But the thing I before we get into the part I want to talk about is something that John Piper said about uh, the thing that kind of you just mentioned um, his backstory, Moses' backstory. So what happens when we see Moses? Like, why did Moses get floated down the river in the picnic basket? <laughs> you know, a picnic basket. Um, <laughs> if, you, if you watch, if you watch the kids' stories, you mean of the Moses, one that they always show on CBS? Yeah, it's definitely a picnic basket. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't see it any other way. Poor Yogi's like, look who's my picnic Where basket? My picnic basket. <laughs> um, that's what that's what they did after they found Moses. They're like, they threw away the picnic basket, and Yogi's like, hey, hey, hey. Um, anyway, no. So I'm sorry. What was your question? <laughs> Hey, but while we're off track, 
Do you think the burning bush was the first time that there was Stop it. Like, the first evidence of s'mores because he wanted to learn some s'more about God? Oh, 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 oh. okay. Anyway, oh. what was your question? <laughs> tell me, tell me a little bit of the like why Moses was floating down a river oh. in a basket <laughs> because Pharaoh. Um, uh, Pharaoh wanted to, well, he, he did decree to kill all the uh, firstborn males of Egypt, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Of, of Israel. Israel, yeah. Israel living in Egypt, yes. Um, so they were going to kill Moses, and uh, Moses' mama was like, I can't have this. And so she puts him in a basket and floats him down the river. Um, and then Pharaoh's daughter is the one who who uh, finds him, yes. Finds him. Yeah. So and it's like, oh how cute. We need to raise him as our own. So and then mm-hmm. takes Can this, I keep it? Yeah. And then takes the baby in. Mm-hmm. Um and then has one of the nurse servant woman, right? Yeah. Uh uh So Moses' sister, I think, is her handmaid, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was his mama, right? Or was that not Oh, I think I think Moses' sister I think she I think Moses wait, sorry, Pharaoh's daughter says to Moses' sister, hey, I need someone right, of the Jewish yeah. people who can nurse this child. And she goes and gets her mother right. conveniently. So, right. So all this being said is that the providence of God is what we see, right? And so w- what we see is the message that John Piper is uh, uh, titled this is, is God's mediator for the wilderness, right? Because in the Exodus story, they're going into the wilderness, right? <clears throat> so um, big thing is, is God's providence saves his people, always has, always will. Sometimes through coincidence, but always by his design. Um, so we say coincidence, but it's not coincidence. God's design was for Moses to be spared, floated down the river to be caught by Pharaoh's daughter, and then for Moses' actual mother to be the one who helped raise this child. Um, so it's not by some coincidence that this happened, but, but, but by God's design that this happened. And so this is what we see throughout the Exodus story. And I don't know if we go on on a big Exodus train or not, but what we see in the Exodus story here is always something that seems to be a coincidence, but it's not. It's by God's providence, which is his design throughout the entire book. Really throughout the rest of the Bible, we see this. But all right, Dina, you can read... uh, Description. I think that what did we say? Exodus three thirteen through fifteen, right? Something like that. Yeah. So okay. can I can I go back and say one small thing? <laughs> we'll never get the forty. Yeah. <laughs> you no, know, it's just it's just the only detail that I had wrong of that is that it was Moses' sister, but she is not Pharaoh's daughter's mm-hmm. handmaid. She's actually just standing there. Ironically. Yeah, well, no, no, no. She's standing there watching to see what's going to happen. Uh, like, I think basically she puts the basket with Moses in the river and then kind of stands back and watches knowing that Mo, or knowing that Pharaoh's daughter is coming down to bathe in the river. Uh, and so it's like she sets it up to where she's going to find the child. And then when Pharaoh's daughter sees Moses, it says that she has pity on him. And basically Moses' sister just kind of comes up and is like, well, would you like me to find you somebody to nurse the child, my lady? And she's like, yes, convenient. Thank you. And what's funny is Moses, I'm sorry, Pharaoh's daughter pays Moses' mom to nurse him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, God. Anyway, all right. Sorry, Dina. Go ahead and continue. I just, that was such a fun, like little detail. I just couldn't leave it up. Then Moses said to God, if I come to the people of Israel and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they ask me, 
What is his name? What shall I say to them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, Say this to the people of Israel, I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, Say this to the people of Israel, The Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and thus I am to be remembered throughout all generations. Right. Jimmy, keep going. Um, I think that's it. Okay. Um, but so I mean, in this in this book, we see we can see that um, you can really kind of pull out three main points, and it's God's uh, kind of prediction. Um, his deliverance, and God has been showing his providence in the plan, but no matter what happens, God will be glorified. So we see this happening in the book of Exodus, <clears throat> but we see the Lord here, right? The L-O-R-D capitalized, we see this throughout scripture a lot, and he did the work for me, so 6,800 times we see this um, just in the Old Testament alone which is a lot, which means Yahweh, right? And so Ben probably has some fun facts on that because he's just a a mountain of fun facts. I am a mountain of fun facts. Well, so the reason why it is the Lord in all caps like that, they don't print the name Yahweh. Number one, Yahweh has no vowels in the English language. Um, It is Y-W, well, I guess Y is sometimes a vowel. But anyway, um, (laughs) it is Y-W-H-W if you transliterate it into English. but yeah, the reason why they do it as the Lord in all caps is because that's the name of, of God and they do not technically print it. Um, I think still it was Jewish tradition that they wouldn't print the name of God because they didn't want to blaspheme the name of the Lord even accidentally. Right. And we still carry that over today. And so instead of putting Yahweh there, we just put the Lord in all caps and that's why. Right. So. And we, yeah. And we, we assume this is how it's translated Yahweh, right? Because we have no idea how, like we have very on record. So few people actually saying it in the re- original language. Mm-hmm. We don't even really know how it's said anymore in yeah. present day. So this is yeah. kind of just our guess. Well, and everybody who spoke their, the original language had died off at one point. Right. And, and basically the Jewish people had to reteach themselves Hebrew. So actually we don't know exactly how it's said. Right. So, but 6,800 times in the Old Testament, God's is saying, this is my name. Mm-hmm. Right. So three main points of what he's saying here is that I am who I am. He's saying, get my being before my name. Right. That I am a, a being. So uh, Tim Mackey says something that's very interesting. I was listening to his Exodus uh, podcast, which is forever long, but go listen to it. It's at the Bible project. Um, but he is saying us calling God, God is like calling Ben a human. Mm-hmm. Not calling him by his name, yeah. but was saying, okay, human, what's up? <laughs> yeah. He's like, well, we don't do that. He's like, he says everybody in the office says Yahweh when they talk about God. Mm. Um, yeah, when you listen, I never realized that when you listen to the Bible Project podcast, they always call him Yahweh. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. He's, he's like, because it's his name. Yeah. Um, mm. And he's like, and it's saying it, but he says, so it's like calling the terrestrial, you know, or this all-knowing being God is like calling it like what we would call you, human, and he says, wouldn't that be offensive? Like, <laughs> it, it is something. You know what I just realized, by the way? So Hebrew is a, from my understanding, it is a, I think it's called a phonetic language, which means that the way that you say the things are in the way it's written. So like, I guess we would know the way that it was originally said because mm-hmm. it, that is how, like it is written in such a way that you you have to say it 
Right. I don't know. Does that make sense? Like it, sure. Like the way that you say the, you know how like in the King James, you know how it has names and it gives you a little pronunciation key. Mm-hmm. That's how all of Hebrew is. Is right. it's almost like it's its own pronunciation key. So, um, but he's saying that I am who I am. This is my being. You need to understand my being before you know my name, mm, right? Get that I am because he like Moses is walking into this this area that this bush is just on fire and once the bush is burned up the fire still remains right and that this well the bush isn't burned up that's the whole thing right well you know what i'm saying but it's, it's like all this bu- this big i mean i don't think i've ever seen i mean have you ever watched the documentaries over over there there's no small bush over there it's just a big old bush that's on fire and all you can see is fire and it's this craziness and could you imagine just the thought process? And so he's saying, and Moses is like, well, who, who do I get sent? You know, if they're asking who sent me, I need a name. Mm-hmm. Um, so the second one is that I am the one who is. I'm the one, I am a being. I'm the one who is. Like I've been here for all these times. Like understand who I am, right? And then the last point is the Lord. I am Yahweh. <clears throat> and so understanding a name and understanding a person is uh, an interesting fact of saying, you know, it's, it helps you build that personal gap, that personal relationship, right? Because where does he say this at? Uh, God also said to Moses, say to this to the people of Israel, the Lord, so Yahweh, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever. And thus, I am to be remembered throughout all generations. So let me ask you a question, Ben. Why have we stopped calling God by his name? Um, and you may have answered a little bit about this already. But he says, this is how I'm to be remembered from all generations. That yeah. this is my name, the Lord, Yahweh. Yep. So again, it does go back to that tradition, that, that you know, Jewish tradition of we don't, we don't use the name of God. But. The other half of that on the Christian side of things is we have Jesus. And how many of you have ever heard somebody pray to Jesus? You know, we just say the name Jesus. Right. Um, it's a name that, that does not carry the same. It's, it's funny. So Yahweh is given to the old covenant and it is a fearful thing. Like if I worship Yahweh wrong, I was talking about this at church today and I go into the Holy of Holies without sanctifying myself, I die. Right. If I touch the Ark of the Covenant, like, you know, we talk, it's, I think it's, I think his name is like Uzzah, Uzzah, whatever. Um, he's transporting the Ark of the Covenant on a cart pulled by a, an ox or a team of oxen, whatever. And the ox stumbles and he reaches out his hand to keep it from falling on the ground. And when he touches the um, Ark of the Covenant, he's immediately killed by God. Um, and it's because this thing is so sacred. It represents the holiness of the Lord. And God has said, do not touch it. You're not supposed to transport it on a, on a cart. You're supposed to put these poles, you know, through these uh, rings that are made into it. And the priesthood's supposed to carry it. Like there's this whole thing. It's a sacred, not only is it a sacred thing, it is a sacred process to transport it. Um, but you could almost turn that into a sermon itself. Like not following the instructions that God has laid out for us. Oh yeah. Trying to do it the cheat sheet way. Yeah. (laughs) That is what happens. But yeah. So, um, you know, everything in the old covenant has this, and I, and I do believe that God is trying to teach the people. That's why everything is so sacred. Um, you know, God is a sacred, holy, perfect being. And you need to understand that you need to understand the fact because you know, the new Testament says that we were given the law to understand the perfection of God. So, um, 
everything in the Old Testament, I think, points to, number one, how perfect he is, number two, how sinful we are, and then number three, that we're going to need a Savior, and it points ahead to the Savior that will come. Then the New Testament reveals, oh, the Savior is Jesus, um, come to die for the sins of the world. And so we pray to Jesus because, number one, Christianity, hey, you know, we believe that Jesus is the Messiah, and we can say that name. Number two, um, we believe in the name of Jesus, right, quote, unquote, um, but the grace side of that makes it to where most people, honestly, I think most Christians never think about God the Father at all. Mm-hmm. I think most Christians think about Jesus, and that's it. Which is a, which is sad oh, and and incorrect, right? Yeah. So and but also Jesus is just as much God as the right. Father, um, and the Holy Spirit just as much God right. as the Father. Jesus. Yep. yep. So yeah, and so if if one goes around saying Yeshua. Well, not yes, uh, Yahweh, other one. Yeah, uh, Yahweh, all the time. There's nothing wrong with that, in a sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, I mean, <laughs> yeah. As long as you're not, yeah. As long as you're not taking it in vain. Well, right, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. But like, you're right. So if a pastor referenced God always, so so you know you're talking about God the Father, mm-hmm. right? And then you're talking. You mean. I just see it, and it helps me. When I listen to the Altered Podcast, not the Altered Podcast. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you should listen to the Altered Podcast, When I listen Hunter. to, I listen to uh, the Bible Project, it helps me, because that's how I know who they're talking about. Yeah. Um, and one, a the characteristics of God the Father, or if they're talking about Christ, or if they're talking about the Holy Spirit, they, they have distinguishing features. Because you hear a lot of people use God for interchangeable for all three, which just confuses the which heck is, out of me. It's technically true. That's right. It's, it I'm not te- saying that's wrong, but I'm saying it confuses me and probably any other listener who is not smart. So, I mean, but still, like, I mean, it is it is technically accurate to call all of them God because God is one. Right. Um, but at the same time, yes, they are distinct persons. And so you have the Father, you're Yahweh, you have Jesus, and you have the Holy Spirit. So. Okay, human. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, my little cousin, so uh, <laughs> yeah. one of my little cousins, he's probably what, three? I think so. Yeah. So Ben was having him, you were cutting up a pepper or something? I don't remember. We were cutting cheese. Okay. You were cutting cheese for something I was making for my family reunion. I was trying to keep him busy. And and he was helping me, and he was doing great. And then what did he end up saying to somebody else? I'm helping the human. Yeah, he, he calls, uh, which apparently he calls people who he just like hangs out. Like if, if he spends time with you and you're not like mama or papa or, you know, you are the human to him. And he was like, I'm helping the human <laughs> cut cheese. Nice. So I am the human to him. And then I became Ben the human. And I still am the human, apparently. And then they started arguing, that's my bin. Oh, and yeah. I'm like, well, ultimately, that's my bin. But like, <laughs> And then Jesus is like, well. <laughs> I paid for him. He's my bin. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, uh, he's mine. But, okay, so <clears throat> real quick, and then we can just kind of discuss anything else after this. Uh, but he gave like 12 reasons why it's a personal name. And why it's important of I am who I am, kind of. Yeah, but well, but and so before, well, I don't know, maybe not. You might cover it in there. Go ahead. Okay, so go with the I am who I am. Go let's talk about. You said that there's a word for that, and I want you to say it on air. That was exactly what I was going for. Okay. okay. So yeah, so the word is chaya. Chaya. Um, and, and you have to you have to hum when you do that. Chaya. Um, yeah. The the word is chaya. Uh, no joke. Transliterated. Now go watch you a kung fu movie and go have a great time. Um, 
Actually, what's funny about that is is God does say He's like, you know, Moses says, "Okay, what what shall I say to them who sent me?" And God said to Moses, "I am who I am." And so John Piper always said that they that the Jewish people would shorten it to just Yah, right? Like hey, Yah, gotcha. <laughs> but just Yah. And so he, I don't know if this was just him having like a Piperism, okay, but I asked some people that were there who had have their master's degree, and one of them are taking Greek and Hebrew, and I asked, um, is this is this correct? And they said that they're pretty sure that they, that he was telling the truth, like it's not just a Piperism, but he's saying when we say Hallelujah, right? That actually he's like the the way that you should phrase it so that you know what you're saying is Hallelujah. Right, so it's the point of it is is that you know who you're praising and you know who you're worshiping. And he's like, and it t- makes you not take the phrase out of context. And I was that's really good, actually. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know you're not his biggest fan, so, but he said something interesting. Uh, he actually <laughs> did something good for once. <laughs> yeah. At, well, and so it's interesting that so when you read "I am who I am." When you go back to Hebrew, it is Chaya Chaya. So it repeats itself. <laughs> but which is cracking up. <laughs> <laughs> which is actually really interesting, too, because if you think about it, Ya, Ha, Ya. We're going down an interesting pipeline. <laughs> it, it's Ha, Ya, Ha, Ya. So if it's Ya, Wa, then that means it's Ya, Wa. Like that's the name of God. That makes so much sense. <laughs> I bet you can't do that ten times fast. <laughs> I couldn't do it once very well, much less ten times. Next Sunday, I'm going to be like, yeah, hi-ya. Um But yeah, so it's haya, haya. So, right. and in Hebrew, especially, um, or anytime you see anything repeated in the Bible, you should pay attention. Which would it, make sense that they shorten it since they don't even want to take that in vain. Right. That they would say yah, and so he was saying that that's when they when they would say hallelujah. It's actually hallelujah. Hallelujah. Right. And, and oh. you know and you know how he is. He was like pointing really tall. And he was like, and the reason that they say this over and over again mm-hmm. throughout the Bible is that he's trying to get the point across. He's yeah. like, he's like, at one point you have to be like, all right, we get it. This is your name. <laughs> if you read this Exodus chapter three, mm-hmm. and he was like, if I just said my name is John Piper, John Piper, John Piper, John Piper, you're going to be like, we got it, dude. Like, but it doesn't mean anything. He's like, but if I said my name is John Power, Right, he was like, then you would know that this name means something. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, that's why he's saying, "I am who I am," because it's it's that name is significant and it means something. He's yeah. like, so even in praising, they've turned that word into praising his name. Mm. And I was just like, wow, I never connected the two ever. Yeah, so, that's that's something, right? Well, and that word "haya" is it's almost untranslatable, but <clears throat> at least like to translate it into English, like we would, but. Because um, it means so much. Like if you look up like the Strong's definition, um, but basically it's like it's like saying exist or to be. Um, there's a guy um, I was just talking about him right before the podcast. Uh, Louis Giglio. Louis Giglio has a great sermon series on this. Now that sermon, granted, came out when I was in college, so we're talking 15 years ago now um, or more. Uh, probably oh gosh, like 18 years ago now. So when you go back and you watch the sermon series, you, Louis Giglio is really young, um, which is cool. He still has gray hair, but he's, but he's young. Um, but uh, yeah, he has a great thing on this. And, and he talks about how it is like saying, my name is B. Right. Like to be. Like, but just, it's really not to be because God exists. So it's like, it's saying like, 
So exist or that, be. That goes into John's first point here. Mm. <clears throat> he says, kind of, he's given given this twelve lists. I can't even remember what these are for, mm. but it's just, I have a personal name. I am who I am. He gives us twelve reasons why this is the case. Mm. And number one is he never had a beginning. Yeah, he's to be. Yeah. He's oh, just, he he just right. be just be. He just is. It's like saying my name is is right. I to is. be or not to be, <laughs> but he be. He just he just bees. He, you know? just, he be be. Like that's it. Hey, I'm uh, be be. <laughs> you better believe it. Oh that's gosh. It. So, just so that was great for one. Uh, number two is God will never end. There is only Him, right? Mm-hmm. So if it, so, it started with Him. It will end with Him, mm-hmm. and He's eternal. Is what He's. I mean, so that's. It's hard to think about, you know, we, it's like, yes, we know this, but you truly start digging down. I think you even mentioned this in your Sunday sermon that he is just eternal. He created everything. Mm-hmm. Um, what'd you say that, uh, God's not the co-pilot. He is the pilot. He created the plane and the air that he's flying through. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Like he's not your co-pilot. He yeah. is the pilot and he invented the plane and the air that it flies through. Pretty sure he knows what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> right. Do you remember as a kid, like when you realized what eternity was and you're just sitting there in church going, whoa. Yeah. And then like. I remember I went home that night and I was like, mom, like, what are we going to do? Like when we get there, because like, what, what do you do? Like, are there going to be card games? Are there going to be like <laughs> badminton be soccer? You know? And she's like, well, people can't cheat. Cause it's like heaven or whatever. And I was like, oh, this, I don't know. Like, <laughs> you know, like I obviously wanted to go there, but I had questions like, what are we going to do? <laughs> it, it's like, but honest- as a kid, like that's something, you know, you're like, what are we going to be doing? <laughs> you know, valid question. Um, yeah, the, it, and it's just so just to think, and I think we've started to get these answers down, right? In older in the older age, is that we will work. We'll have cultivating work on the earth. We'll have a purpose. You know, uh, I know, but when you're nine, you're just like, well, what? yeah. I remember I had a worship leader one time who just said, you know, we'll basically just be singing this song forever, floating around the throne room of God at like I was like seven I was like that sounds like that sucks <laughs> yeah seven years old you're like boring now, the no, more sweet. I understand about God the more I understand about his name the more I understand that that's not boring right but I do think that we'll have purposes and yeah you know. and I think mm-hmm. that I mean he recreated the earth for a purpose for us to again enjoy his creation Adam and Eve did not sit around the throne room of God you know they, they cultivated work and I think that is the point to get re- the, the creation back to what it was, its original intent, and that was to us to enjoy the work in God that He has called us to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I just hope that there's no more fancy trees. <laughs> we're uh, we're different. We're, don't <laughs> no. That's a long I'm conversation. Not, uh, yeah, I'm not going to revelation. That's a long conversation. <laughs> but ultimately, that there is something that will happen for us, and that and that we're not the same as the angels, right? We are mm-hmm. completely different, and we are set apart from them, and. Yeah. We have our own place. Um, God is absolute reality is number three. That's good. So I am the I am, all right? He is absolute reality. Without without God, nothing exists. He is reality. Number four is he's independent. Mm. He doesn't need anything to be the I am. Right. He's not, he doesn't need air, right? For the plane to fly through. He doesn't need a pilot. He is all of these things. He is independent. God stands alone. Number five is everything that is, uh, everything that is not God depends on God and is secondary 
to him. Everything else is a footnote to God. It's good. So I am the I am. I am everything. I am independent. I am the absolute reality. And if you exist because of me, you cannot exist without me because you are a footnote to my glory. Number six, <clears throat> all the universe is nothing compared to God, like a bubble to the ocean. So you just imagine, what, is, what significance does a bubble in the ocean, right? You're uh, a shark right now, kicking its fins, and it has a bubble. Bubbles. <laughs> I love bubbles. Um, <laughs> behind, yeah. behind the shark. Do we see it? Do we it's feel behind it? the shark? That's a bad bubble. That's a bad bubble. <laughs> <laughs> Do we see the importance of, of this bubble? No, we don't. No. We don't see the impact of it because it's insignificant. And that is what it is like uh, for anything, even the universe. It's, it is insignificant to God. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that Louis Giglio sermon that I was talking about earlier, he actually, he like... I think if I'm not mistaken, he shows the building and he zooms out of Google Maps and he shows the city and then he zooms out and he shows the state and he zooms out and he shows the world and then he starts going out further and he has all these pictures from like NASA and all this and he's like, there's the world from Mars and like it's like a dot, like you can barely see it and then he zooms out further and he's like, there's the world from um, the end of the solar system, you can't even see it. He's like, but you can see the sun and it's like, then the sun's a dot. But then he's like, okay, now here's the sun in relation to the world. It's so much bigger, you know, like, and so like the whole thing goes and he just keeps zooming out and zooming out. And uh, spoiler alert, um, if you haven't seen it by now, though, it's been like 20 years. So you should have already seen it. Um, it's not a spoiler at this point. But like he keeps zooming out to the point where he shows you like, and this is a galaxy and this is a constellation and this is the Milky Way. And like you zoom out so much and you realize like the world is nothing. Mm -hmm. And then you realize that I am nothing. Mm -hmm. And then he reads a scripture verse about the fact that the, all of, all of the, the known universe, everything that has ever existed fits in the span of God's hand. Wow. And yet he sees us. Right. Man. Yeah. And it is, it is absolutely <clears throat> crazy because it flows into this next point of how even more crazy this is. God is constant and he is perfect and he is present. He, even though that he is that big, <clears throat> he does not fade away. Mm -hmm. He is constant. He is perfect. He is present. So no matter what, how many things he holds in his hand, he still knows each and every one of us and the callings that we have in our life and the problems that we deal with. Number of hairs on our head. Yep. <clears throat> he is the standard for all things that are good. Mm -hmm. uh, the I am, the I am. Yep. He is, a, he is a, good, a good God. He sets the tone and the definition for what are things are good, and he is the standard for what things are good. So things that we think are good are not good because God is the standard. We are not. Yeah. And it's that whole, like, if you've read C.S. Lewis and he talks about we would not know what good is except that there's a God out there. Right. Otherwise, how would we know? Right, just because, just like God is love, and Scripture tells us, we, we don't, our reason we know how to love is because he loved us first. Right. If you don't know God, then you don't know what true love is. True. <clears throat> Nine, God does what he pleases. He knows it, then he plans it, which is interesting. We're not getting into that debate <laughs> today. But what's interesting is, just like I said, with the whole Moses in the basket down the river, um, he lives in the basket down by the river. <laughs> 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 Sorry. <laughs> oh, gosh. But he 
it's not a coincidence that Pharaoh's daughter was bathing in the river at that time. It's not a coincidence that Pharaoh's mom is the one who nursed him. It's not a coincidence that these, that these things happened. It was the providence of God for the nation of Israel. And a little finagling, it turns out, by, <laughs> by Moses' family, but that's beside the point. You know what? But uh, You're right. You're right. It is God who made Pharaoh's daughter, for instance, feel compassion for this baby. And, yeah, yeah. Right. No, Ben, you're right. It was this Moses' daughter playing trickery all the time. <laughs> you're, you're, no, you're right. No, <laughs> uh, number 10, he is the most important thing in the universe, right? Because if you ask a scientist, what is the most important thing in the universe? Well, either one, they'd probably say the sun, because mm-hmm. without it, we die. Mm-hmm. And two, they'd probably say our atmosphere. <laughs> or gravity. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but that's not the case because, again, everything is a footnote to God. Mm-hmm. Number 11, Jesus is the Christ. And is at the absolute being. Dina, look up John 8, uh, verse 56. But Jesus is the Christ, the absolute being. The I am, the I am. Not only God, Yahweh, is the I am, the I am, but Jesus even says, I am. You know, So he even uses this to prove that he's the son of God. And I think that's where in that verse here we see it. John eight thirty six fifty six fifty six. Oh, hang on. Please, my go. Bible app like updated, and now it's all weird. Yeah, you version. Come on. <laughs> Your father Abraham rejoiced that he would see my day. He saw it and was glad. Well, well, that's not <laughs> it. <laughs> okay, what were you trying to talk? Oh about? wait, did you say fifty eight? I don't know. Read 58. Let's see. Jesus said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham oh, was, I am. Uh, I read 56. My man, bad. That, I may be, that's maybe what I said. I can't remember. I don't know. I want to amend your notes. It's 58. Just so you know. I think I have 58 there. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, but yeah, even Jesus said, I am. Even before them, I am. Right? So showing his godship there. Because I was, I was actually listening to a podcast and... The guy who came off of Jake Paul's podcast because they got in a fight, but he's a Christian, and Jake Paul's making fun of him for being a Christian, so he left this podcast. I know you know who's Jake Paul. Oh, don't start. <laughs> no, I really don't know. <laughs> anyway, continue. Sorry. You're and you're supposed to, you're supposed to be hip with the college students. No, don't know who that so, is. So um, he's not somebody you should be listening to. But he came off this podcast. <laughs> Uh, it's always good to recommend to everybody else. Who's <laughs> I didn't say that you should listen to. I said that this other guy who was a Christian. He, he, so he was. Are being you repenting right now? Is that what's going on? Hunter's left the building. Uh, so he got him and Jake Paul got in a fight uh, because of Jake Paul making fun of his religious stance. So he had, now has his own podcast, and he was talking about um that that kind of that same kind of point with that guy this guy who goes on the college campuses and he makes this uh um arguments to people who are scoffers scoffers and kind of walk by and scoff but he was saying that jesus where does jesus say that he is god and he says that the simple he says it right there in john eight fifty eight. i am you know before all these people were i am so it's a direct link it's a hyperlink Back to this passage here. And number 12 is Jesus became flesh, or God became flesh. The I am became flesh. And he was seen in his flesh, and he was glorified in his flesh. So all that being said is that I am the I am. I'm the one who, all those things that I just mentioned, I have no beginning. I have no end. 
God is absolute reality. He is independent. Everything that is not uh, that is not of God or not that is not God depends on Him. And everything that that is secondary is a footnote to God. All of the universe is nothing um, compared to God, like a bubble to the ocean. God is constant. He is perfect. And he is present. He is the standard for all things good. The I am is God does not uh, does what he pleases and he knows it and he plans it. He is the most important thing in all the universe. Jesus Christ is the absolute being, John 8:58. And the I am became flesh and he was seen in his flesh and he was glorified in his flesh, being the I am. The I am. The Yah. Right, the one that we pr- praise, the Yahweh, the, the name above every name, is and always has been, and then he became flesh. So all this was provision, right? From the point of the burning bush to setting his, setting his people free, to taking them through the Red Sea, to taking them through the wilderness, to taking them through the, all the way down to the tribes and all the way to David and all the way down to to the, the, the baby in a manger, all the way to the baby in a manger being obedient to the point of death on a cross. All of that, the I am, was paving the way for us to have salvation. So when people say that we don't need the Old Testament and the Old Testament stories, I sat through a con- uh, conference for three days. <laughs> we went through a whole book in three days. It took Pastor Chris 42 years to go through Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> we're still not done. And we're still not done. Um, but Christ is being taught in the Old Testament. Oh, yeah. A hundred times over. Oh, yeah. And we, if you take away the Old Testament, you know how much you miss? You would never have, we, we would have never seen the connection. Right? You, you would say Christ came and he died and he was glorified. But from what? For what? Well, we don't realize what what the backstory is and what the history is if we take this away. Mm-hmm. These things matter. And understanding that a simple name, it's, I don't guess it's that simple, but a simple name means so much. See, our name is Ben. You're just Ben, right? Benjamin doesn't have, I mean, it probably doesn't own language, has some fancy meaning, but your mom wasn't thinking that. She's like, I like Ben. Yeah. I like Benjamin. She wasn't like, I'm going to name him son of my right hand. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's not, right. When my mom was like, hey, you know, Hunter, it's just Hunter, right? And it's, I just like the name. Like, I can tell you that's what we did with Lily and Alyssa. We just like the names. We didn't think about what mass undertaking these names meant. Um, but God's name means something, just like every name back then actually did. And it means that he is, he, he is the I am, the I am, the thing above everything, the thing that stands alone, and the thing that will eventually come to be flesh and die for you. So ultimately, all that is saying is that there is only one person that that comes through. That's God Almighty. Not the, the concept of, well, I'm a good person. So I can get to heaven this way. Nope, I believe in Allah. And we have the same roots. Or I'm Jewish and I just don't think the Messiah has come yet. Ultimately, salvation comes through one name. And Jesus said it in John 8, 58. I am. And he is the truth. He 
brings out the full, the full circle of the I am. There's not a, another add on to coming in the future. He's like, I'm finishing this circle. I am the last I am coming until I take my people home the second time. Yep. So why is the eternity of God important? <clears throat> because if there was a beginning to God, then there had to be something before him, yep. right? Just like if this is what leaves scientists pondering today. Well, what created the Big Bang or what started the um, phantom foam, right? Isn't that what they call it? The uh, Or quantum foam. Uh, oh, is that the newest name? Yeah. For cool. the primordial goo? That, mm-hmm. Okay, got it. Quantum foam, because quantum physics, they said that there was never a beginning to quantum physics. Quantum physics has always been a thing, mm. um, which is hogwash, because um, something or nothing can't create something, right? Something always had to come from something. Mm-hmm. Um, but quantum foam, that, that life has sprung forth from quantum foam, and all this thing, and quantum foam exploded, and we got all this. Yeah, don't. I, I've watched way too many videos about that. Um, they're, they're questioning what comes before and what comes before, because the answer is never good enough. But for us, the I am has no beginning, has no end, and we are solidified to that answer. Mm-hmm. I don't look any farther the what how the world was created. Because I know God, Yahweh, is the answer. Yep. So do you think it was sweet cream cold foam? Because that stuff <laughs> is the bomb. <laughs> oh man. We really need to like fire her. <laughs> I'll tell you one more I remember reason. when you all asked me to be a part of this. I'll tell you one more reason why I think, not to you know change the subject, right? <laughs> but I'll tell you one more reason why I think the eternality of God is so important. Um, I was watching a movie the other day, and it said, it said, there's always somebody out there that's bigger and badder than you are. And, and that's true if you're not self-existent from all eternity and the most powerful thing in the entire universe. Was you watching John Wick? No, uh, that actually came from extraction. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, but uh, anyway. Um, and so the eternality of God is so important because if he is eternal and he is the one who created all things, he is the origin point for everything else. Right. There's nothing that's ever bigger or better or meaner. There's nothing he doesn't know. There's nothing that he can't do. And so guess what? In all of my circumstances, when times seem to be the darkest and the worst, mm-hmm. God's bigger. Well, and this just brings me back to another point a little farther on down the line when they're, the Israelites are running from the, for their lives down to an ocean, right? And they see the chariots on one side and the Red Sea on the other. Yep. And God is above them in a pillar of fire. Yep. Um, and I, it's been a long time since I've read Exodus. Like, I watched the Exodus movie, right? Just because I always do that. I read the book before I watch the movie just to realize how bad the movie actually is. Um. So it's been that long ago. Uh, Says the librarian. <laughs> librarian's clapping for you. <laughs> so, the, uh, so it's been that long ago since I went through Exodus. <clears throat> but so I was like, ah, I did not realize that God was there in a pillar of fire. Um, but what do these people see? These people see the, the, the Egyptian army coming at them at full speed. And they freak out. Like, you don't see the pillar of fire in the sky right. that's leading you to salvation. So what you do is, that, and I think there's a speaker, I can't remember who it was, said that they looked up and they saw 
the army. And what their eyes should have done is continued up to see the pillar of fire. Well, it's cloud during the day, yeah, fire at night. But, yeah, right. Yeah. And so, but not, we should have seen what was above. God being present mm-hmm. and able to be seen. Mm-hmm. And all they could see was the circumstance in front. They've literally seen all of these 10 plagues right? to show. And, and the whole point of these 10 plagues is that God is supreme over all the Egyptian gods. Right. There's nothing that that's even can like hold a candle right. to this God. And yet here's Pharaoh and his army, and they forget that the eternal God is represented. So the question is, is we do the same thing, don't we? Oh, yeah, all the time. You know, um, just like my mom came down for prayer today, and I told her that exact same thing. I'm like, we see in our circumstances, our life. And we sometimes have anxiety. And listen, everybody has anxiety to a degree. Mm-hmm. Um, and you shouldn't, right? Because of that the God true. that we serve. Yep. Um, I always call anxiety my prayer meter. If I'm anxious about it, I haven't prayed enough about it. True. So that's my, my, that's my prayer meter. We call it anxiety. Um, but we have a God who is in control of every situation and has the out to every situation. But we look at the army that's coming down the mountain at us, and we see the sea that's on the other side, and we say, there's no way, not even God can get me out of this. And then God's like, well, listen, I'm going to make a way when there's no way. And so that is, I mean, a big point in my life, where I, and I see all that coming. The I am, with that, again, everything is a footnote to the I am. Everything that is not a part of God is secondary. That Everything that we see is a primary, right? Air, a house, the earth, the ground. To us, it's primary. It's so secondary to God. Those are second thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we, we don't trust in that. We don't trust in him. And we see the earthly circumstance. That's another reason to believe in the, the eternal being of God and why that's important is because it has to be. Because if not, if God had a beginning... To not have a reason to question, mm-hmm. a do you really know what you're doing? Right. Because <laughs> you was created just like I was. Yeah. I feel like I'd have a right, in a sense, yeah. to argue that point. Yeah. Well, and where's the one that created you? Because that's right. the one I want to believe in. Right. You know. Well, where's the quantum foam at that <laughs> sprung <laughs> you into existence? Well, and that means the quantum foam <laughs> is God. Is God. Yeah. So, I used to always ask the question, well, who created Santa? Was it God? Did he God does wash us Santa? clean. <laughs> yeah. Was, did God create Santa or did Santa create God? <laughs> so, Ben, why is 10%? Oh, man. Um, <laughs> let's talk about the eternality of God and last 10%. Um, last 10% for me, my big takeaway, again, comes down to the, the fact that God is eternal. And if he is eternal, his name means exist, exist. He is, he, he be, he be. Um <laughs> That's it. So if that's the case, if that's really true in your life, then you have no reason to fear any circumstance, anything. Um, because if, if God is with us and we believe he is as Christians, then it may be the worst thing that we can imagine at the time. But we just need to look up. That's my last 10%. Dina? Gosh, that's a hard one to like do the last 10% considering it was so jam-packed before, but... Names are so incredibly important, and the name of God is the most important name out there. What are you laughing at? 
I just realized I forgot to change the sound for 100 questions. <laughs> yeah. I realized that like at 15 I forgot ago. like the last four episodes. I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> Thanks for interrupting my last 10%. I apologize. So anyway, names are like incredibly important and the name of God is the most important. And I don't know, just whenever I'm feeling down, like just saying the Lord's name and knowing that he's here, you know, is just so incredibly comforting to me, you know? So that's all I have to say. I'm sure Hunter will do a much better job of wrapping it up. Nope, that's it. Everybody have a good night. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so the I am is always has been, always will be. He deserves praise. He will always deserve praise. And he always has deserved praise <clears throat> from the beginning to the end. All I know is that I have to trust in this being of I am. Um, you know, that's why whenever the, he's like, well, who do I go and tell that? Who do, like When I go and tell them and they ask who sent me, what, what do I say? And he was like, I am the Lord, right? And the, I am Yahweh. But he's saying, I tell them that I am sent you. And you know, and I, I don't think... And, Ben, correct me if I'm wrong. They asked too many questions after that. Like, they had questions about who Moses was. But when they said, who sent you? And he was like, I am. Yahweh. I don't think there was too much scuffle. You know, there may have been some like, hey. But I don't think it was too bad. Um, so that they knew the the being of God. Um, and the thing is, is I think sometimes we forget the being of God, the name of God. And sometimes life circumstances can get so bad and get so heavy. Um, the man can get you down <laughs> that we just have a hard time um, remembering where God is. What's even crazier to me about it is that these Israelites see a pillar of cloud or a pillar of fire, right? By, by day and by night. And they, they still lose heart. And we, and honestly, I, I give them a hard time, but we'd probably do the same thing. And we do it all the time. Yeah, well, we can't do any better. But what I'm saying is we can't see him, right? And I still want to try to set an expectation myself to, to to pull that same kind of feeling that he is here and he, he can help me through any situation. But they could see the presence of God. You know, they couldn't see him in, in, in like bodily form, but they could see his presence. And when it was here, and they still freaked out. But I give them, like I said, I give them a hard time, just like we give Adam and Eve a hard time. But we would definitely screw up the same way they did. Um, it is just, it's just crazy, because we sit here and we say this, right? And then tomorrow I get up and my car's broke down, and I forget it. I forget every bit. And it seems like it's this human nature to let this all slip out of your mind whenever times get tough. And then. You go back up the mountain because you're in the valley. Then you go back up the mountain and you're like, oh, yeah, I did not act the way that I was supposed to. That's because the world has a different viewpoint. They're like, oh, you should have a drink or you should go sleep with other women or all this other stuff is ways of coping with stuff. And our sin nature, right, just is so naturally anti-God that it is that is not the answer to my problem right now. Me calling a tow truck or me doing this or me doing that and me worrying about the financial side of this is the answer. Yeah. Right? Never, oh, God's got it figured out. Yep. So. 100%.
So you know what time it is? <laughs> it is time for Hunter's Random Question. <laughs> Thank you to our studio audience. When are we moving on to the next segment? What, I don't know. What episode number are we even on? No idea. 59, 60. I think this is 60. <gasps> so it's mine next? I guess. I don't care. Ooh. <laughs> so, I, okay. After this is over, by the way, we're changing the little buttons. Anyway, continue. <laughs> okay. That's what he says. Random question. Hey! I love the studio audience. Uh, I think that's his new sound. Beautiful people. I, I kind of like it. Beautiful people. Uh, except for you down there. I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. So um, I got the great pleasure of listening to Michael Kruger talk about the uh, yeah. how the Bible was put together, how we got our Bible, and all these good things. <clears throat> so... I didn't really know much about him before. I knew his name sounded familiar. It was either because of Freddy Krueger or <laughs> I've, I've definitely read one of his books before, but I could not picture him. And um, he has a great haircut, by the way. Long, flowing hair. Amazing. Beautiful. <laughs> He's just so beautiful. <laughs> but uh, um, so if you could go listen to any pastor right now, right now, like I said, I'm going to pay your ticket. To go anywhere around the world to listen to this pastor or theologian or scholar. Dead or alive? Like, do they have to be dead or alive? I mean, if you're going to fly today and go see them, probably alive. <laughs> Living, yeah. Uh, yeah, probably has to be. I mean, you can sit next to a grave, but you probably won't hear much. Because <laughs> you would say Jesus, because I know that you have to win everything. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll do it live. Um, and so, yeah. This could be an author that you would like to discuss the book with. Anything. Oh no, mine are all dead. <laughs> you really need to find like new people to read. <laughs> you would I know who you probably pick. Who's the who's the woman that wrote Girl Wash Your Face? Oh no, I wouldn't go to her. <laughs> oh, okay. No. But I would Girl Wash Your Face. That that's the name no. of the book. Girl Wash Your Face. I didn't even read that book. Oh, okay. So. I didn't even read that book. Ben's like, like, hold up, everybody. I know, Dina, I'll answer for you. The the person who wrote Girl, Wash Your Face, Dina's like, I've never even read that book, Ben. But you listen to her podcast and stuff. No, I don't. That's Felicia Masonheimer. I thought she was Felicia Masonheimer. That's not who wrote that book. Oh, who wrote Girl, Wash Your Face? Katie Hollis or something like that. Oh, never mind. Sorry, my bad. Okay. (laughs) Felicia Masonheimer is the person I'm talking about. Yeah, but I don't know that she is... So, she's a theologian. I don't know if that considers the same thing as a pastor. Anybody. I mean... But, yeah, I would love to go have coffee with her. So, if you listen to this, like, let's have some... I'll take you to go get some coffee. Like, Next time you're in Kentucky, just call us. I'll even go to Michigan. I think that's where she lives. It's not that far away. So, but yeah, so... I would love to just sit down with her and just like pick her brains on some stuff. So, yeah, I really do like listening to her podcast because for women, there's a lot of like man stuff, but nothing for specifically women. There's a lot of men who have opinions about what women should do and all this other stuff. But I think it's so... I don't know, refreshing or something to have like a woman be like, okay, like let's talk about this. And you're like, okay. And she speaks like obviously women lingo and like I can just get it so much better. And sometimes I'll listen to her podcast and be like, Ben, did you know this? And he'd be like, I literally have been trying to tell you this. And I'm like, it didn't make sense. (laughs) So, Ben? Probably I'd go. That's a good one. Uh, That's hard. 
Who would I want to ask questions to or who would I want to listen to? That's up to you, man. Oh, man, that's rough. You got one round trip ticket paid. Go. Yeah. Oh, and if I went to Michigan, we could go to Frank and move Michigan and go to the largest Christmas store? <laughs> <laughs> I would probably go hang out with Francis Chan for a while. Um, of all the people, there's a lot of people that I think are more um, like head knowledge than him. But, man, just his – Francis Chan is – I think he's still a reformed guy. I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure. All I know is, and I'm not, I don't really like the whole reform thing, but. Um, Love you too, buddy. <laughs> but I will say that like Francis Chan is the most spirit led. If he's still a reform guy, he's the most spirit led of all the reform guys. He is. Um, when I listen to Francis Chan, he reminds me how great God is. Um, and I always leave a Francis Chan sermon going, man, God is awesome. You know what I liked about Francis Chan? And like Tim Keller reminded me of the same thing. If they were the reform guys, and obviously Tim Keller was, like creator of the Gospel Coalition or co-creator, mm-hmm. uh, they never talked about it. Mm-hmm. It was just always kind of like mingled into their sermons, like just their theology just kind of bled out. Like, yeah. But they never had to make sermons on the five points of doctrines of grace or whatever. Yeah. And they just, they were just spirit led people who yeah. just, and Francis Chan is one of those people. Very if that's why you're saying, if he's still reformed, like if he's a reformed guy, like I don't know because he doesn't make controversial videos about it. Right. Um, he just loves Jesus and I'm just going to preach the Bible and, and, and take he, it for what it is. And he does the thing where he's always out there, like, you know, trying to make converts and he leads right. house churches right now in San Francisco. Like, yeah, like, gave up his church. Yeah. Like, gave up church. a big church to go, hey, I'm going to go do something completely insane. Yep. And I'm just going to let the Spirit lead me. And man, like, yeah, that's who I'd probably want to go hang out with. Nuts. It is insane. Yeah. You know, I have had, I met a lot of people over the weekend, got to meet J.D. Greer. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't get to meet John Piper. Lucky Pastor Chris only said one word to him, though. <laughs> uh, but I think. Out of all right now, Vody Bauckham would probably be it. He'd be a good one, yeah. Um, because now he is one of those who posts those, you know, he has some pretty hard stances and he's went pretty viral for them. But um, just like he, he uprooted his family from Texas and went to start a, a theological school in South Africa. And now is the president of that school and is just. I feel like he is one of the most genuine men who walk in the Lord, raises their family, and uh, disciples his family. And I think that would be the greatest, like, hour-long conversation ever because I would ha- I would hit him with some hard questions <laughs> about life. Mm-hmm. And I think he could be able to answer them pretty easily. Mm-hmm. So You should try to send them to him and see what happens. Maybe. I mean, he, he's always— How many stamps do I need to get to get it to Africa? Well, that email, sir. <laughs> email. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> well, we can't have handwritten notes anymore. I mean, you can if you want to do that, but email works and it's free. But I have to know his email, and it's—I'm uh, sure you could look it up somewhere, or find his Facebook or Instagram. See, but then, like, then I don't want somebody from his staff answering my questions. I want him to answer my questions. So if I send it to his house, if if he's leading a theological school. Chances are, number one, if you email him, he's probably going to respond back. And number two, like most people that are in charge of schools are like, you know, professory kind of people. It's going to be his first name dot last name at whatever school <laughs> dot at, Africa. At, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Okay. Well, this was a, I feel like a fun uh, episode of the Altered Podcast. Um, Ben's like, yeah, we talked about a heretical conference i'm just kidding too bad. um but 
It is always fun. Uh, Ben's going to an education conference. I'm sure we'll hear something about that in the next coming weeks. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, maybe. I'm sure you'll learn something useful. Even if it's not. Something always happens. Yeah. Ben's going to have some moment where he gets to share the gospel with somebody in this this coming week, and he's going to come back and share it, and that's what we're going to talk about for an hour. I can already tell you. Could be. Look at that. Why, why wouldn't it Prophesying. be me? Huh? Why wouldn't it be me? Because you'd probably sit over there and make dumb jokes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. I talked whenever I went to Walmart like two days ago to go get stuff for our movie night on campus. This person was like, oh, you're having a movie night? And I was like, yeah. And was talking about Harry Potter, Hunter, which is like your favorite subject. But... Um, he was talking about that they were watching all of the movies in order because he hadn't watched them all in order. And well, I was why like, why would you watch them not in order? <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, and I was like, but have you read the books? And he was like, no, I don't really like reading. So I spent 15 minutes telling the uh, cashier at Walmart why he should read the books and why reading is important. And at least he could try an audio book. So I don't know. Like, I mean. Okay, so you told him. What is, hold on just a second. So you spent 15 minutes telling him about why reading is important and that reading Harry Potter books are great. I am saying Ben's going to talk to somebody about Jesus this week, not about reading. Well, I also told him that our campus ministry, which he goes to a college too, um, you know, we do that, so hopefully, like, maybe really men. Oh, so you didn't, you didn't add that part in. Well, I didn't think I needed to. Well, it kind of was a big big deal. Oh, well. <laughs> Just in Dina's defense, Dina does have a gift for getting people to come to church. If nothing else, she will invite you. If I you know you, I probably have invited you. you down enough to get you to go. <laughs> but anyway, with all that being said, ladies and gentlemen, if you're still listening to this, we're so glad you're still here. God bless you. Um... Happy fall. Happy fall. October. Falling in love with Jesus. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening to the Altered Podcast. Be sure to join us next week for a brand new episode. Also, be sure to join us on the Altered Podcast Facebook page for updates and other cool content. See you next week.